my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, stay six feet away. I'm James. Okay, Captain Birdseye. <laughs> and you're listening to Sissy That Pod, the Kiki. These are sort of midweek episodes that we share with you that sometimes delve a bit further than the actual show itself and this week we have the wonderful Giovanni Vaccari who is the creative director with Drag Agency the Netherlands first drag agency and he's on to tell us all about Drag Race Holland how is it going down over there some backstage tea what are the queens really like when he's booking them all that sort of stuff yeah it was interesting to hear kind of I suppose because he's someone who's so like intimately involved in the like professional side of the business which is what you don't really see when you're watching the show or even if you're kind of going to the shows like he's behind the scenes and they're kind of and also helping them build their brands and build their promotion that was a, it was a really interesting conversation and also he, he seemed to have a lot of tea he seemed to like be, he'd have a nose for the drama oh yeah absolutely <laughs> so we won't keep him from you any longer please welcome to the podcast giovanni vaccari Giovanni Vaccari, thank you so much for joining us today. You are the creative director with the Drag Agency over in the Netherlands. Let's just start off. How are you enjoying Drag Race Holland so far? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Uh, Drag Race Holland has been such a trip. Um, First, because there's been so much anticipation for it in the drag community in the Netherlands. Like, there have been talks about it for years and now to finally happen. And I think that a lot of people gave some shit when it started that, oh, it's a lot of privilege. It's a very rich country. So like, you know, we want to see talent. But, you know, it's not about the money. It's about fierce competition. And I think the Netherlands definitely brings that, like brings quality, dedication. Like the looks are stunning. The girls are crazy. Like we're here to show you a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. And definitely the drama has been heightened, I feel, this season. It's, it's kind you of mean, back to Abby, old oh my school. God. <laughs> 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 yeah now we know is. where the oh my god came from <laughs> i think th- <laughs> it's so difficult yeah. because like what are you gonna read these bitches on you know like they all look i mean like not all of them of course you still have madam madness just kidding uh like they- <laughs> just kidding just kidding she looks stunning as well um no but I, like she, she looks super good and i told her that in person as well but the thing is what are you gonna read them on you know like every little thing is up for read so like when they, they, they all have either amazing designers or they're amazing designers themselves, they're funny, they're talented, like there's going to be drama because they're going to start being like, you know, like they all think they're the shit and they all have something to, to show. So there's going to be a lot. And these are the people I suppose they would have been, I suppose we've thought in the UK drag race where kind of you had say Davina and and the Vivian coming in, like both very aware of each other's reputations. So you're going to have a se- the same kind of setup going on in in um, drag race Netherlands where people are going to be coming in. Envy Prue is coming in as a real front runner. You're going to have those other people who want to knock her off her, her, her pedestal. Um, and it's like, it, it, it's kind of exciting in that way. Well, you want to know, T, so here's the thing. I was not supposed to tell this, but uh, some people <laughs> leaked this shit on the premiere. And I'm just going to pretend that they went on Instagram. But Envy Peru was, uh, she was not telling people she was going to compete. She was telling people she was doing the makeup of the host. So she told people in her drag fucking family. So that was the T. <laughs> and then we were all like, oh, she's not competing. She's like to, you know... I don't know, like, what's her plan, uh, but she's doing, she's do, she's going to do the makeup of the host, Fred Van Leer. And she walks in the room, and nobody 
is expecting to see the cunt. <laughs> and like this is the issue because you know like it doesn't compare. Like Envy Peru is I mean like they're all fierce competition, but Envy Peru has achieved something that for the Netherlands is actually super difficult, which is international fame. Um, because I mean like Jenny JK, this, this girl has been in the business for 15 years. I don't know, maybe 10 years, 15 years. I don't know for how long she's been, to be honest. Like I'm her manager. I should know, but I know she's been there for a long time. I also don't want to tell you her age and no, they can't be 15 years. She's super young. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, anyway, she's been there for a while. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, like also, um, uh, who else has been there for a long time? Well, Cedric uh, Jean, I would imagine has been knocking about for a while <laughs> she's 26 the bitch is 26 no way that's like the vivian like <laughs> and it is so hard because Ageless. you're like do i call you daddy do you call me daddy like how does it how does this work like i'm i'm unaware so no she's 20 i think she's 27 now it's still the same still the same shock but no Cedrine has been doing this for a while and envy Peru has been doing this for actually actively like four years and did people know Sederjean in the Netherlands? Because she's originally from like Flanders, right? Yeah. So she's yeah she's she's like a Belgium queen as we call it. And uh, indeed, we know her a lot. She has had a lot of bookings in the Netherlands. She's quite famous around here. She's a she also has a house here. That's also how she got to compete. She has houses for for uh, an apartment here for a while. Uh, she's a regular at our bars. So. Um, we definitely knew her and, and whoever knows her knows that she is like a super big contender, but even I got surprised. Like I knew she was the shit, but when I saw her on the show, I was like, wow, like this is Yeah, because yeah, that's the kind of impression I'm getting. Cause I kind of feel from the entrance looks and obviously we've come at this with a baseline of zero for everybody, but they kind of, uh, Janie and Abby and Envy for us kind of put across this, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I know my shit. I'm going to do well. But Sadie Jean seems to be this person who's like, you know, people didn't really know about and she seems to be shooting up the, the ranks. Is that a fair summation of what's happening? I think that she's doing a very smart game. Um, I think Jimbo the Clown did around the same game, which is like, I'm going to lay low. And I'm going to let you bitches like not even take me as competition because I don't want to be around your drama because she, she knows her stuff. Like she knows the stage. She knows how to make a joke. She knows every, like all of this, she owns it. And I feel like whoever knows her knows that she's scanning everything and she's playing a really smart game. But the, the bitches who didn't, if maybe didn't know her or are not paying attention are sleeping on it. And I think that I'm like, I'm so proud of her. I, I, because we shot a video a few weeks ago, a video clip. It's a um, parody. It's going to be super fierce. And if you see that and you see the look she brought on the runway with, with the spikes and you see the look that she brought with the hay, the looks that she's going to keep on bringing. I mean, it's so much versatility. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. But it's so good. What I, think is, what I think is kind of amazing is that like no matter where Drag Race goes in the world, one thing stays absolutely constant which is that if you walk in and people point at you as a comedy queen they will absolutely underestimate you like this <laughs> mama and i mean like it's the underestimated comedy queen is the underestimated old queen which yeah. is not but at the same time i mean like hello uh... <laughs> 
I mean, I'm 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 blown away by that. If I take nothing else out of tonight, I'm just going to be walking over to the mirror. I'm like, how young do I look? <laughs> I know, right? But the thing is, what I what I don't know if you guys translated if if you got translated really well. But when she walks in, she makes this joke that she like she likes to look old because then people look at this old lady and are like, oh, she can still dance because then her dance moves <laughs> okay. are kind of muffled with the face, yeah. like you know, <laughs> then she, it looks like she's doing the most when she's doing the bare minimum. But I find fucking hilarious <laughs> like Cameron Michaels when she did that old lady lip sync <laughs> yeah exactly like you're like oh she can really dance <laughs> TikToks aside so, and is the show a hit in Holland outside of the queer community well that's the fun thing I think Videoland uh, and RTL are uh, they are producing the show here and they are doing the most like I have to you know my hands are up here but you can still hear me clapping they're doing a fantastic job at promoting the show outside of the community there are outdoors everywhere there are so many straight people coming to me being like oh my god i heard you were doing things with drag queens and i just saw the show it's so cool to be honest i mean like i'm gonna pull the fish to me but to see the gay community is so happy mm-hmm. and so excited yeah. we need this oh, because definitely. a lot of us lost our jobs and a lot of us got fucked with this and yeah. And now we have a reason to celebrate and we have a reason to root for our girls. Like we see yeah. this, bi- like, I mean, in the US, they're from all over the place. The Netherlands is tiny ass country. We see these bitches every weekend. Sorry, I clapped. We see yeah. these bitches every weekend turning the party, you know? JJ served me shots from the bottle. Like that's that's the, the, the thing. And then you're seeing them on TV and you can root for them. Like that's yes, the magic. Yeah. That is actually a really exciting thing about it because you're getting an opportunity to have a piece of your community just there when your community doesn't really exist because everything is shut down, nothing's really able to happen. I think that is a really nice thing about it and also exciting because it's such a small place that you would know everyone. (laughs) Yeah, like there was, I think Abby didn't know one of the queens that was there because Abby is not from Amsterdam and uh, she's from Breda. Uh, which is another city, um, but yeah, like you still get to, you still get to see a lot of drag, like from a lot of the country. Like JJ's from Fulendam, uh, another small city, but it, 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 well, I mean, there's another another queen from Rotterdam. So you do see people from all over the nation, which is quite kind of nice. I have to say, like it, it's a pity though. Now thinking about it, because you would have had Eurovision and the first season of Drag Race Netherlands in the one year, that could have been like like the year of queer. <laughs> honestly i keep saying that corona is the most homophobic thing that has ever happened to this country i mean we passed gay marriage in the year 2000 or something but this like we were we were gonna have eurovision we were gonna have drag race what else was gonna happen this year i think there was like some football game coming here i don't know there were some hot people coming and i was like mom like this is not fair and we can't forget milkshake uh you know milkshake also got canceled which is the largest queer event in the world it's milkshake happens here uh largest queer festival and yeah and for this year it was gonna be sickening like we had so many stunts shenanigans planned but i mean still we're happy still we're thriving still we find reasons to be proud and look, um, now that the Queens will have a public profile in the Netherlands, they're probably more likely to get a slot at Eurovision coming up this year. Because, I mean, it's still going to happen. And we know it's actually definitely going to happen this year. Yeah. We just don't know what form it's going to happen. So 
you know that could be an interesting collaboration it's still gonna happen and i think it's still gonna happen here and then if it if mm. if, if, if if you know like i love how the gays are like yes absolutely that yes, is known yeah, absolutely. It, was, it was in the <laughs> agenda last week it was in the gay <laughs> i am sorry <laughs> a gay owl landed in my house and dropped a letter <laughs> yeah like Kylie minogue showed up to my house and she was like oh i'm just <laughs> a letter from the queendom the you're a unicorn <laughs> yeah I, I like the idea of like gay notifications it's like oh. your vision still Go ahead. Kylie Minogue is releasing an album. Can we Dua come Lipa up with has a remix that? Album. Start up idea. You know, just like okay, you couldn't sleep without knowing. Uh, <laughs> just like the Corona updates we get in the Netherlands every day, how many people die? There should be like you have around sixty percent bottoms for every forty percent tops. Verse are nowhere to problem. be found. <laughs> Just a raider, just a raider. <laughs> so talk to us a bit about the drag agency. How did you come on board with Creative Director? And I mean, Creative Director, I understand that title, but what is your sort of day-to-day Yeah, so the, job? the agency, I think it's pretty funny when I explain it to people because they're like, I mean, how does it feel like to be another agency? You know, like that's where they come from, but we're actually the first. We're the first drag queen agency in the Netherlands. I think like the whole Benelux area, there's another one in Paris, but we were the first and, and it started because we needed to take, like, I love the gay bars, but we need drag to belong to more places than just the gay bars. You know what I mean? Like no disservice to the, to the gay bars, no disservice to the gay clubs, but I can see drag in television. Uh, but, but also not just on Drag Race, you know, like you can see them on family shows. You can see, I want to see them on theaters. I want to see them on the Emmys. Like that's where drag belongs. It belongs everywhere. It's an art form, just like singing, just like dancing, just like all of it. Um, it's performance art. So that's where the drag agency started with the, the idea of professionalizing, not the girls, but the industry, because the girls are already professionals. But also, you know, a lot of them are getting booked for, uh, Magnum for Heineken and they they're like okay how much do I charge you know this is, yeah and I think that's that's a really big part of it actually and interesting it's happening in, in Ireland at the moment the drag scene I think based on like a couple of queens in particular is becoming much more professional and they're kind of copying the format that they're seeing the American girls doing and they're getting more into stand-up they're getting more into fully realized shows it's not so much just a kind of couple of lip-sync numbers it's a whole performance and there's a whole professionalism behind it that didn't exist a couple of years ago so that's really exciting for you guys to be kind of pushing that forward and also being on the side of the artist so that you're kind of helping them get the best deal possible absolutely like both me and danielle um when we started uh, of course uh, drag queen hoax lebo she started in december with danielle so she was like our our drag mentor through this so we could understand more the art of drag i've been working in, in the queer community for years uh since i discovered that i was a little faggot um <laughs> i was like okay i gotta find my own family and um <laughs> And, but what we what we bring is really the business idea. So why I join is I work at a startup accelerator as well. Uh, so I completely understand the business uh, side of everything, like how to scale, how to do a marketing, how to do your campaigns. So that's what I bring. So you ask, what does a creative director do at a drag queen agency? I support the queens with their marketing, their merch, uh, their strategy, their 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 social. So I do a lot of photography for them. I film uh, as well. And if they're doing photo shoots with other people, I help them make the ads. I help them, you know, like just anything that has to do, like they are already creative people. So why would you need a creative director? But really on the business side of it, like how to sell. That's what I do. Okay, cool. And and what like 
how do you think this show is going to affect your role? It changed pretty much everything because finally we are able to show the world and show, first of all, show the world that the Netherlands is the shit when it comes to drag. Like that, you know, it's not just New York. Like the world is much <laughs> bigger and we got some sickening drags here. But um, for us, the industry has changed a lot. I think that they're now uh, raised to the same level as any other TV star. And they can't, you know, there is not no longer that question like um, our fees are traditionally higher than just a normal drag queen that is not in the agency. And now I think that that's no longer a question, you know, why the fee is so high. Um, they are superstars and they've always been they've always been superstars. The only difference is that now there is a camera on their face. You know, they're still bringing the same level of professionalism. The outfits are always on point. It's always new. So the, the difference now is more people get to see the work that goes in it and there is no excuse for them not to recognize it. I think that's the difference. And to be sorry, just one last thing, we are happy and we are proud. And that's the, that's the, the thing I'm happiest. Like I've seen so many happy people watching Drag Race and this is something we needed so much after this year as a community. Oh my God. Yeah, no, absolutely. And do you think that it will bring... So I don't know. I suppose here... Um there would be a fairly high mix of like straight and gay people going to drag shows it would be very, like the audience would be possibly tilted even more in favor of of straight girls going to 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 drag shows would it be the same over there or do you think that that might that audience that you're you're selling to might change now as a result of the show there are always the lesbians and i want to thank <laughs> the lesbians with all my heart thank you so much uh but um no but the straight girls they love drag race they fucking love it i think that once they get access to it oh my god like they 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 i, I haven't met a single straight girl that does not enjoy a drag race so far um i mean those who watch it i think that it is increasingly more straight people coming but the netherlands has been very open so when girls want to have a really good time they go to the gay street I want to say that. Not just because of the no harassment, because Dutch men are traditionally, I don't, I'm not going to say respectful, but like they are respect. They're, well, they're yeah. more than in Brazil. I'm just going to put yeah. it this way. You know where I'm from. So hello. But um, still, there is always a good time. And then, you know, wherever the straight girls go, the straight guys eventually find out. So it's not like it's never been straight people around that scene anyways mm -hmm. here. It's pretty mixed and, and, and it's very accepting. And yeah. yeah I mean, what is, I know a few drag queens that only do straight guys. So here is the tea. <laughs> Let me just tell you, they got to show up from somewhere. <laughs> How's your head? Stuff. As you know, Sister Pod is part of the Head Stuff Podcasting Network, which is an Irish, Ireland's biggest and boldest and brightest and most beautiful podcasting network full of wonderful shows, which you can go and listen to. And right now, we've got a little ad from one of our network sisters. <laughs> What is Dublin? We have to explain what Dublin is. The Dublin podcast is an eternally pregnant woman. Um, I've been pregnant three times. Yeah, but you've been pregnant since I met you. Right, okay. Hanging out with a neurotic middle-aged toddler mm -hmm. and the way that those two people from very opposing sides of the um, world see the see the world around them. Is that it? I is think that a good it. explanation well, of it? That's a very good explanation. Uh, you can listen on Spotify, you can listen on iTunes, you can listen on the Headstuff Podcast Network. We're on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Show your Dublin podcast up your ear holes. 
RuPaul's Drag Race spreads a certain type of drag that's kind of based in America and kind of based around the ballroom scene, etc. Was there like traditional Dutch drag rituals or types of shows and stuff that, you know, one could only see if they're in the Netherlands? Absolutely. I think here it grew a lot more from the freak side, if I can put it this way. It's a lot of, it's a lot of like, there's pageantry as well, but there is also just this acceptance of, of not a club kid scene because we're not New York, we are Amsterdam. So it's just like an acceptance for everything that was different. So what I know from, from what I've lived here, because I, I live here now for six years. So what I've experienced is we have a very rich queer community and it was always very accepting and it was always very broad and it was always very um, diverse. Let me put it this way. So that's something that people could always expect from here. It's not so much like, oh, this is a drag show, this is a trans show, this is a whatever show, this is a, we call it a travestite uh, show, which is bad apparently nowadays in English, but in Dutch, there are some parts of the Netherlands that still use it. Um, how can I put it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it always happened, uh, always in a diverse way, diverse way and very accepting, let me put it this way, and always new stuff. Yeah, I think when we Nikki Dahl, we had on our show for the first episode of, of Drag Race Holland, and she kind of said the same thing about you know mainland europe drag that kind of comes out of more of the to be be different rather than the pageant approach to drag so i think that that makes sense yeah and it's just about like why don't we try you know i was talking with um vivacious um a few weeks ago on a phone and she was complaining that she was booked on a show and she was doing the booking for a show or something like that and then it was a trans show and then she got kicked out or some, some tea like that. She didn't get kicked out or somebody got kicked out. I don't remember the full story. I was a little bit drunk. But the tea is they, they were separating things. And they were separating. Oh, this is a trans show. This is a drag show. You can't have bio queens. You can't have that. I mean, like, what the fuck? You know, like, Europe is this melting pot of culture. So that's yes. also what happens with the art of drag. Yeah. And that's actually such a, that's such a big conversation at the moment. Those um, the merging of the different styles of drag, and you see now coming out of the last couple of days, rumors that you're going to start seeing bio queens and and more sort of like different gender diversity on drag race in the US. And you have to wonder whether like part of the fact that that's been represented a bit more on like Canada and then with the bearded queen with yourselves and Dragula is that going to is that going to go and sort of bring that back to the u.s because that would be kind of amazing i think that they see that they're not missing anything i think they're so worried about a formula in the u.s because you know like it's the fight to get the customer's dollar it's the fight to get the customer's middle of of attention they just want to i'm not going to be unfair to them because they are pushing the envelope we can't forget that when drag race started this was a huge push right but it is a format that has been successful so why would they change it so I think it's up to us indeed to experiment, let me put it this way. And I, I'm so proud of being of living in the Netherlands and I'm so proud of this this country for showing the same acceptance they show to their people. Uh, you know, to 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 like you can see it. You can just see it. Like everybody there is different. You have two people from other countries, which in the US is, you know, not a thing unless you live there and blah 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 and documents and whatever. Nikki Doll had to move there to 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 be able to participate. And I mean, I just love seeing that. It's such a good representation of the Netherlands. 
I mean, I've seen Work the World. <laughs> I know what drag queens can be like backstage. Uh, and I also know that that's a TV show and they focus on the drama. Can it be like being a, a nanny as well as a, a, a creative director? Or is everyone Mama. all the time? Oh, <laughs> honey. I have... Um, yeah, it is. So it looks like it's a TV show and it looks like it's... But the drama is real. Like, I'm not going to lie. They're absolute professionals. They're going to arrive on time. At least our drag queens are going to arrive on time. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about the other ones. But um, no, but my, but uh, the, the, the agency drag queens, they have like a punctuality clause and all the things. So they're always on time. They're always fierce. They're always prepared. The show is stunning. Now, backstage, you close the door. The client can see you. Oh, I have had, uh, there is like diva moments, there is star moments, there is like, where is my corset? Can somebody get me a straw? And then this I only drink from trend. a straw. <laughs> Honey, like, oh my God, I have dressed so many drag queens in my life. And then it's always like tighter, tighter. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, you can taste your own heart right now. Tighter. <laughs> it is so much fun. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, it is not a pretty process. Uh, but it's very fun. Like, and there is so much shade. Like, I think I'm such an easy target because I, I can never, I like, I adore them. I love them. And they know that. So they abuse that power to make me feel worthless. And I kind of enjoy it. So. <laughs> Some people would pay for that yeah. service. <laughs> Honey, who says I'm not paying? You know what I mean? Oh, no. Yeah. But it's definitely like they, they throw major shade. I think Jenny, Jenny GK, one of the first times we met um, in like a professional environment, she was talking, but you've got nothing to, um, oh no, what, what she, she said, yeah, but you know, I only like ugly guys, which is why you would fit perfectly. <laughs> and I just looked at her like, okay, thank you. I guess. I'm not sure. There is, there is nothing quite like the, the sort of like having the eye of a drag queen turn on you to like make a point or say something. And it's like, it's terrifying, properly terrifying. <laughs> I always say that I have ha, like, I have a boner and I'm terrified at the same time. Yeah. It is just, it is just because they look stunning. Like they the, look the stunning. The pain pleasure. Yeah. It is, it is. I apparently am an S&M fanatic uh, when it comes to drag. <laughs> oh, one tea that people don't know about backstage uh, on Drag Race. So there was uh, a drag, uh, drag is Holland. There was the biggest heat wave in the history of this country. And I mean, these buildings are not made to withstand heat. Okay, we're talking the Netherlands, like it can withstand the coldest winter, but heat, mama, you are boiling inside. And it was 30 something degrees. It was like 35, 38 degrees inside a studio, no air conditioning. And you have those holes head to toe in latex, in feathers and fur, like I, like, apparently, so Chelsea Boy, on the first episode, uh, she was actually, uh, she was an entirely, uh, like, entire bodysuit of latex, right? Like you saw with the alien outfit. And um, so right about the last moment, she actually started shaking and uh, she had, like, a tunnel vision moment. And then she, like, they had to, to, to take her out. And she was like, no, please let me finish the episode. I want to finish the episode. But they had to take her out, which is why she's not dancing in the in the wrap up because they had to take her out of the um, suit. 
because it was just it was just Vaseline, latex, and God. And they had to really like fan her and shit. And she was like, she was. She said that it was right before her limit. She could have gone further, but I guess they didn't want a lawsuit in their hands with yeah, the bitch dying true. in the first episode. That drag is like so hot. Just like the wig, the whole like with that extra, Mama. it would be it would be horrific. <laughs> so if you see them sweating, if you see their like still, I, I check their wig lines because you know that's the first thing that shows and sometimes you can like you still see that they're holding on surprisingly well as far as you know i mean this is some season nine drag race us uh, level of quality honey (laughs) we're skipping you know we're skipping the whole (laughs) shenanigans tree but uh we're skipping the whole 50 o'hara moments but um yeah it's 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 something to take into consideration that those holes we're filming this at like 35 degrees celsius yeah yeah, I'll definitely be watching now for, you know, streaming makeup. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, because I was dressing uh, JJ for a photo shoot that we did. And there was this funky smell going on. And she was like, bitch, this was like, I wore this outfit for 12 consecutive hours. And it's had, it was the B outfit, which is essentially all latex. Yes. Mm. Honey. It's a beautiful outfit, but I can imagine that it would not smell pleasant <laughs> after a few days. No, after a but, day of sweat. <laughs> no, but I mean, like she puts a little perfume on and she's doing great. Like it was just because it was right after the show. She cleans her outfits. She's a very neat queen. I've been to her wardrobe. Okay, before she throws me in the dirt here. Uh, well, that great to hear some tea. I suppose I need to ask you, who do you think is going to walk away with the crown? Um, as far as I've heard, there is a twist uh, this season, and four mm-hmm. queens of Drag Race of the da- of the of the Drag Agency win. Uh, the the judges <laughs> look at them and they say, "You four deserve the crown." And RuPaul shows up. Uh, he comes from the ceiling, and she breaks the crown into four and gives them to all my oh, four like, like Mean, mean Girls. girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Okay. but that's perfect <laughs> i know i know and uh yes and envy peru goes um also very close because i love her okay but it's it's close enough so so which are the four drag agency queens so we have mama queen just joined mm-hmm. we have uh Cedrigine here for the win yeah. we have miss abby oh my god our brazilian goddess and we also have Jenny JK, who is my personal love of my life right after my husband. <laughs> if I ever, if he ever leaves me, I will take the money and I will marry JJ. That's the goal, I tell you. That's pretty much it for the show. Make sure you check us out at SissyThatPod on Instagram. And if you would like to support the Headstuff Plus network, you can always sign up to HBN Plus and you'll be able to get all the Sissy That Pod bonus content there. We'll be back next Saturday. Until then, have a great week and bye. bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.